0: Good evening. Whew. This one is a little bit late. Usually I record these episodes in the morning, but I was a little bit busy. I wasn't that busy. I had one doctor's appointment and I didn't really have anything else to do. So I stayed in bed the entire day. I did not feel like recording a podcast. But it is 11 o'clock on Friday night. So it's still Friday, so um, still made it on time. So welcome to another episode of Silly Little Thoughts with me. Um, that sounded very fucking cringy, I'm sorry. Um, so prior to today, I had an idea, like a topic of what I wanted to talk about. Because usually when I start recording, I don't really have a set topic, but I did. It was about the stigma against mental health. <clears throat> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. But, with things happening this week, I feel like dating. Dating is going to be a good topic for today, especially with shit that's going on in my life and things I'm I'm experiencing, and just to, you know, tell you guys a little bit some stories about my fucking love life and my dating experience so let's just jump right into it dating <sighs> dating in 2023 is so fucking weird to me and like okay i'm from philly i'm just gonna say i'm I'm from philly because i'm only like two minutes away from west philadelphia um and it's just like you have to be such a lucky fucking person to find love in Philly with these niggas that we have. It's like, and then everyone wants to be butthurt, everyone wants to be broken, broken, if you will. Love ain't real, shoddies don't da da da, niggas don't da da. It's like, we go back and forth on this shit and no one wants to date Philly girls. Um, Even though I don't really consider myself a Philly girl because I think i'm too much of a weirdo for that um i'm I'm not really the philly girl type even though you know i wish i was um and it's kind of just like dating is a fucking hassle and i feel like it doesn't even matter on the location because i feel like that's the same thing everywhere dating is just a fucking hassle and i feel like no one really dates for the long term anymore and that sucks um a little backstory of myself especially from the last episode and the episode prior when I talked about my past relationship um we broke up like about two weeks ago um he was my first relationship I don't know if I ever like talked about it in depth about my relationship with this person my ex-partner it's really still hard <laughs> Calling him my ex because it's even till like right now, as I'm speaking, it still feels like I'm dating him just because of like how intense and intimate our relationship was. Um, he was my first everything, he is 22, I'm 20. When we met, I was 19, and he was 21. So we both turned 20 and 22 in the same year last year him in August, and me in October. And, of course, being the bad that I am, he fell for me first. And prior to him and I, you know, hooking up and then eventually dating, I had just gotten out of a situationship with a dude that wasn't even Philly. He, this nigga was in fucking New York. And, uh, oh, that story um I will probably unpack that a little bit later but obviously it did not work out because a it was a ship, and b I had just gotten out of it and all of a sudden I meet my ex-partner outside of my school campus with a friend that we're both friends with so you know he was a mutual of mine and according to him to him it was almost like Love at first sight for him. For me, I didn't really think too much of him. Like, oh, okay, he's like a nerdy dude that goes to UArts. You know, he's he's one of those funny, goofy dudes. You know what I mean? At the time, I guess I guess I would say he wasn't that attractive. But you know, obviously, when you fall in love with somebody, you tend to find the beauty underneath everything. Even till like right now, and that we're not that we're um, not together. I still think he's attractive. I think he's a handsome person. He just really needed that self-confidence that I gave him, mind you. But we get to that in a second. So we met and then a few weeks later, my friend and I were going to a party and this party was ran by a person who hosts parties and then he has a group of promoters that promote his parties for him and... I'm not sure because I can I cannot remember for the life of me what the fuck I even said in the past episodes. I think I briefly mentioned this. Um, obviously I ended up being a promoter for this guy. Um, started going to more parties. But you know that you know, my first party with this girl, and she told me like, oh yeah, he's coming with us. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. I remember who he is. Um, so we were all in the dorm. He came. We all left together. And then, you know, with me being an alcoholic, I got drunk and he was taking care of me and he was saying some sweet shit to me, which I, even to this day, I don't really remember. I remember one thing he said, because we were outside the venue, this tiny ass, hot ass venue with sweaty ass motherfuckers who don't know what the fuck deodorant is or what a fucking shower is, Right. We were outside because right next to it is, like, this little poppy store, I guess, or, like, that's what we call it in Philly, um, or, like, a little tiny corner store. Um, the ones where, like, it has, like, the door to go inside the shop, but, like, you can't go in there. You just have to go to the counter and ask what you want. Um, we were standing right outside of that, and he was leaning against the wall, and I was leaning against him. And, you know, he had his arms wrapped around me. So... Even till this day I still think about this night. It's such a prime memory. It's just a core core memory. That's what the, that's what the term is, core memory. Because it was just like the start of everything that happens after. It was such an important night to me because that's when I met him. Um I remember that in that moment, he said something along the lines of, this is something, you know, I really wanted, was longing for, you know, to hold someone close to this. And here, I'm drunk, love, You know what I mean? And then after that, we started dancing um, together. And, you know, <laughs> one thing led to another. And now, you know, he was my boyfriend. <sighs> and uh, I don't know. It was just... I feel like I was a little bit confused on how to go about the relationship because he was my first actual official relationship, and he was the first person, y'all. He was my first for everything, and now I'm sitting here talking, and I've realized after our breakup, I thought I had experienced a first love, and I realized I did not. I've loved people in the past. I loved this. I loved a little, like the guy, a little bit right before him but this was like so different you know and like i for all my spiritual baddies out there um i really felt like we have this spiritual bond to each other and you know he's not a spiritual person either he even said this to me too i don't know if this is just like infatuation or anything but i Sometimes you just got to trust yourself and I, I want to trust myself and say that, you know, obviously he was a person that was meant to be in my life. The question of him staying in my life or coming back into my life is up for debate right now, but I can't focus on that. But I can say we had this weird spiritual bond to our souls and, you know, like I said, I thought I experienced first love before. But, you know, after meeting him, after just thinking about my entire relationship, <laughs> like, it's jarring to say that, but he was my first love. And he was, he he's not my first love just because he took my virginity. He took me on my first date ever. Um, and he was the person who said, I love you first and actually meant it in like a romantic stance. I just, the love that we created together was kind of just unmatched, you know? Um, It was true love. And even today, um, because every time we fucking speak, we get into fucking arguments. And, you know, I'm kind of in the time period right now where I'm like, I'm trying to pretend I'm not hurt. I'm trying to pretend I lost all feelings for this dude, but I really didn't. I still love him with all my heart. And something that one of my best friends have told me, right? And I really think this is something that a lot of people should keep in mind. Because when people break up, especially like in our generation, Generation Z, and just like people that I've seen in like Philadelphia and stuff, this is something to keep in mind. When you experience such an intimate and intense love with somebody, and you like the two of you loved each other, you guys were each other's person you know it was you and them against the world um and it doesn't even matter for like how long the duration of the relationship was because like you could be with someone for six months and that love felt like you guys were fucking married for like three years you know but you know for my instance you know we were dating for a year we didn't make it to our first year um we broke up right before actually so you know by a couple days later after our breakup when our first year anniversary hit um i was distraught but you know i i hung out with my friends to i'm getting way fucking off track i'm sorry i got I, I have adhd i'm so sorry basically the point i was making is you have this you have this love with this person you share this love with this person um and you know let's just say for instance this person was your first love um and you guys shared so many fucking memories so many secrets so many conversations You guys bonded on a spiritual level. Your souls felt entwined. And then God forbid you guys don't work out. And like for in my case, um, our breakup ended very ugly, very awful. My friend told me that (sighs) moving on is something that is possible, but you never really lose the love for that person it just it just manifests itself differently if that makes sense like it's you love the person after everything you know you move on um you cut ties with the whole relationship like you can exist as one person you can exist as yourself as your own identity but you still love that person no matter what it's just that love is a little bit different you know um and you, no one ever truly like stops loving a person, especially loving a person that you spent so many hours with, so many memories with. Um, They basically knew your entire fucking life and you knew their entire fucking life. You knew too many of their secrets. They knew too many of yours. And I, I think about that. And for me right now, I guess it's one of my unhealthy ways to cope. You know, I say to people, he's lying. He's lying. He's not hurting. He's literally fine. He immediately started partying after we broke up, going back to the guy who threw these parties after we discussed that we weren't going to be really friends with him anymore and stop going to his parties. And he still did it. You know, even I know we broke up, you know, we're not each other's responsibility to parties anymore. But, you know, that little thing still fucking hurts. He doesn't care, you know? He doesn't love me. He never really did love me that much as he say he did. And I feel like I, I need to stop. I really need to fucking stop. Because, you know, like like what he said, I think he said this to me. Or if not him, my mom definitely did say this to me. You are focusing on all the negative that has happened. But you're not focusing on all the good times and the positive And I tend to do that with a lot of situations just because, you know, in my life, the negative has always outweighed the positive. And as much as we had so many negative memories and negative moments in our relationship, we actually had quite a lot of positive ones where, you know, I felt the love, the love was so raw, the the love was so real. And like we both knew in that moment that we wanted to be with each other forever, and i i think it's because i'm hurt and you know i hate rejection i hate being abandoned i hate being left especially after promises and promises that we he had made to me saying you know i'm going to be here as long as you have me i'm not going anywhere and then he he goes somewhere um it's just uh, is is a very hard thing to navigate this week it felt a little harder Moving on, and like I, you know, it's still really fucking fresh. It's a still a fresh wound, you know. It's only been like about two weeks or one week and a half, um, give or take. And it's just like every single day this week, I wake up, I think about him, I sob my fucking heart out, I get angry, I get sad. It's just I go through the whole up and down, you know. Um, and it sucks because every time we need to have a conversation um we had one today um I was asking for my stuff bag and I guess he got in his feelings a little because I had said something one thing about me I do tend to run my mouth a little bit I don't know if that's because that's a trait of mine or is because you know I have BPD but you know I can be really petulant and aggressive and argumentative or I'll, I'll say shit that'll uh, get under this, under your skin. And, you know, a little fun fact. Apparently, he was on the phone with my mom. My mom called him to figure out what had happened on the day that we broke up. And he told my mom, quote, quote unquote, based on what my mother said. Your daughter is the only person that can get under my skin and that irritates me. And, you know, um, a little part of me, and I I feel really shitty for, you know, thinking this way, I feel a little triumph in a way. Because I'm like, I know that this relationship did mean something to him. I can't erase the fact that he loved me or he still loves me. I don't know. And I have to accept the fact that he is experiencing a loss just as much as I'm experiencing a loss. It's just very hard to me. Hard for me based on the niggas that I've dealt with, the niggas that I've met and see how they moved, especially being in Philly. It's just really it's really uncertain. I feel like my I all my life I have been in on fight or flight mode. And that's kind of like a a trauma response in a way, right? And you know, when I met him, I was on fight or flight, and then he did this fucked up thing to me last May. So my fight or flight, you know, got even worse. And, you know, just navigating the whole relationship just became like Jumanji. You know know what I fucking mean? So right now, as I'm sitting here in my bed in the dark with my water, my coffee, my ginger ale, weird combination. I know it's fucking raining. I can't smoke outside because it's raining. It's windy. I'm losing my fucking mind i don't want I kind of don't want to accept the fact that he loved me and that he- potentially still loves me because if i if I sit down with myself and I admit to myself or accept the fact that he still loves me and he's also experiencing loss, then the question that I ask is then why did he leave and you know we've i think I mentioned this in the past as well, but we kind of lost their own identities especially when the first time when we got back together after he did some fucked up shit you know we broke up and then I said listen we we're, were just dug it out together we'll get back together we'll heal together especially since then we kind of existed as one person and that's probably why I feel like we have such like this weird spiritual bond with each other. Especially since we, we, we low-key kind of fucked when I was spotting. But we're, we're not going get, to get to that. <laughs> but I don't know. It's like, it was definitely codependency. But on, like, a different level. And I don't know if he feels this way, too, now that we're not together. That he feels empty. I don't... Okay, I literally do not know how he feels. You know despite the fact he'll say like, I'm gonna be honest, I'm not okay. Like, nigga, okay, you're fine. Ugh, I'm just, stop doing that. Um, but definitely for me, um, it really felt like a chunk of myself was taken away. And even till now, I still feel a little empty. Like I'm not really a, a full person. And that's bad. That is fucking bad. And I know it's bad. As much as I love this man with all my heart right now. It is bad that I realized that not only did we have codependency running in our relationship, but we existed as one. It was me and him against the world level 10. It was I he was my I only talked to him um or really hung out with him and he literally only hung out with me and only talked to me. And we we felt like we had to do everything together, and we did. And, you know, I realized that early on. I just never got the heart to say anything because I didn't want to hurt him or make him feel less than. But I did eventually say something, and this was after I got discharged this year. And, you know, I was fixing my life. I was taking a step back. A lot of things were happening at the same time. And I'm like, hey... I think we kind of have this codependency thing going on. And, you know, I encourage you to talk more to your friends that you have and, you know, go out and do more stuff. And I'm, I want to do the same thing for myself. I want to have a life. And of course, at, at the moment, he was like, but you're the only person I talk to. And I guess he didn't really like, take it as seriously until now, obviously. And I'm still very disheartened that my relationship failed. Because I don't know about him, but for me, I have been carrying the grief. Not the grief. Not grief. Well, I am grieving. I, I'm I experiencing high volumes of grief. Um, guilt. Guilt is the word. I am carrying so much guilt on my shoulders. And, you know, I'm blaming myself primarily for the reason why we didn't work out. Because, you know, I'm mentally ill. I just got out of the hospital. I was recently diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and bipolar type 2. And he, it just, it just was too much for him, you know? And he said, and like in the moment, it sounded like, you're too mentally ill I don't want to fuck with you I don't want to be my own person blah 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 and you know obviously I got upset and angry it didn't happen like that but you know when you have my kind of mind or you know when you have bbd and then the sudden action of rejection and, and like someone leaving you you know you snap and I snapped um but I don't think and I feel like that's for a lot of people, too. I could be wrong. But usually, um, most times when people experience a breakup, they tend to blame themselves. Especially if the, they're the person being broken up with. You're you're not the person bringing up the other person, is vice versa. Um, or, in some cases, the person blames the other person for the cause of the breakup the cause of the relationship you know it can go both ways and you know after this week happened it's Friday night a lot of conversations I've had with other people I'm sitting down I'm talking on this podcast right now and I'm coming to a realization that it wasn't just me it was the both of us we just we clashed too much There are things going on in our individual lives that we did not know how to handle because we were too busy trying to handle the other person's stress and, you know, burdens. Because we felt like we were one fucking person and we had to. We were two unhealed individuals trying to heal the other person at the same time. And we felt like we had to do it in a short period of time in order for us to work. And that was one of our biggest flaws as a partnership as a relationship and you know I knew deep in my heart that's you know we weren't going to last or something was going to happen because you know I did that full moon ritual in February I said you know I'm releasing everything that no longer serves me immediately bam my father fucking walks out of my life now my relationship is going to crash and i and it's just, like, it's just like, I fucking prayed so hard. I hoped so hard that my relationship was not going to be one of the things that I need to let go. And lo and behold, the universe that's got gotcha, bitch. And it's one of those biggest things where I have to release really and let go. So that just brings me to the whole dating thing. Dating is very hard, especially in this day and age right now. It's it? I feel like a lot of people think that they'll never find their person. And I've I've had conversations with people. Like, for instance, my mother, she is 40. She had just turned 40, and I'm 20. And we would talk about it, and she's like, Listen, I'm 40, I have two kids with two different people, and I still haven't found my person. But you know what? That's okay. Because I know that eventually I will find my person. And we also had conversations before. When she'll feel, well, she'll say, like, you know, I feel like I'll never find my person, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, when she said that, it just, it made me feel better in a way, but at the same time, and maybe it's because everything is still fresh, but I really feel like my ex-partner is my person. It's just we couldn't do it right now, but I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Like, you know, he'll think that I was this crazy bitch and I I never benefited him in any way, even though I did, then let me tell you, when I first met this nigga, he had no fucking self esteem. He had, he was not mature at all. He drank. He was spiraling. And when I met him, and he even admitted this to me a couple times too, few, several times, mind you, that I bring the best out of him as much as I do the ugly. When he gets angry, and I pick and I pick and I pick, and eventually I get him, I get under his skin. I have such an intense impact on this this nigga's life. And I inspired his change. I inspired his self-esteem, his self-confidence. And, you know, like I said, I felt like we were really meant to find each other. And I feel like I'll never experience this type of love ever again. And it feels very unnatural thinking about myself with another person, even in the future. Because it's like, how do I, like, how do I just let go of this relationship? As Like, even if I do potentially move on and I, I, I find someone else, which I highly doubt that I will, how do I just, like forget and you never really forget especially when it comes to your first love or your best relationship that you ever have that was life-changing for you because as much as it was life-changing for him it was life-changing for me it was we change each other's lives um both negatively and positively sorry i can't fucking speak and and you know it's possible to not forget and to not let go of it because it's something that I will forever hold dear to my heart. Hopefully he's he does not listen to my fucking podcast and he does not listen to this fucking episode because, you know, me admitting all this stuff, I will probably still pretend that this nigga is dead to me until the day I fucking die. But I know that eventually I can't. I love him. I do and you know what today out of the whole entire week has been a better day coping with the loss of my love in comparison to the other days of of this week because this week has been fucking shit I'll fucking tell you right now and you know as I'm self-reflecting Um, on everything in terms of love commitment and dating the question that I have is that do people take dating seriously anymore like why do people date other people and like you know you're probably answering me with the answer for marriage or for long term you know and like, that's potentially true. There are some people who do date and they find that person immediately and they get married, they have fucking babies and they die together. But it just seems so fucking impossible now and so tiring and just so like a burden almost. Like I feel like that I fucking have to, but no matter what the fuck I do, no matter how many people I fucking meet, everyone just seems to disappoint me. And for instance, living in Philly, um, A lot of the Philly niggas that I meet and just been around it's either just like big booty bitches fucking, you know, you guys want to fuck or whatever. And I really don't think I've ever truly met that many Philly people, men, boys, that date for love, you know. And, you know, it kind of goes for the women, too. It does, um, but then I feel like on both sides there is so there is so much hurt and trauma on both sides that we cannot trust each other, and that's what it feels like, and you know when, when last year happened, when my ex partner hurt you know broke my heart for something that he did, I really felt that i you know it felt like I can't keep dating in Philly anymore It's like no matter how well I just can't de- keep dating anymore because, like No matter what, I keep experiencing the same situations. For example, you know, I did say most of my trauma came from my dad. And because of that, I experienced more trauma in my love life when it came to boys. Why is it only boys and not women? Especially if I like women, I don't know. I just always found myself, you know, dealing with men. Because, let's keep it to being, you know, if you try to mess with a fucking girl or a woman, they literally ghost you, or they don't take it seriously, or they're experimenting, whatever, or whatnot. So I guess that's part of the reason why I didn't, but I've been taken advantage of almost every time, and, you know, growing up, it was very, I was, I have always been the ugly friend, that's one, two, it's just been hard for me to find a person that was attracted to me just by looks alone and then just by who i was as a person um and then when they do come around you know they never really have good intentions for me they only have intentions for themselves and how this is going to benefit themselves um usually with sex um trigger warning for you know these words i've never been raped um sexually assaulted n- that's something I have to think about, because I suppress a lot of memories, so I can't say yes or no. Um, but anything like really violent sexually, I've never experienced. Uh, but I have experienced moments where I did not want to engage in sexual activity, whether it, most of it was through the phone, um, or oh, even in person, I felt like I had to in order to keep this person around. Because I I love the intention so much. I love the intention so much. Because I'm like, oh my god, someone actually found some kind of value in me. Because it felt so fucking hard to find one person who found any type of worth or value in me. And I know it's really fucking sad like saying this out loud. But it's true. And, you know, they, they just like solely interested in engaging in sexual activities and you know most times I was like I kind of don't want to do this but I sucked it up and I did it anyways um like for one another example the guy from New York that I never met in person but we had like a long situationship um you know on the first fucking night that we spoke we had phone sex that I was like, um, like that was one of the moments where I didn't want to engage in anything, but we did, anyways. Cause I, I just had to go, I felt like I had to go along with it, and that's another thing that's really kind of fucked up, especially when it comes to women and men. We, you know, men are so fucking unpredictable sometimes, and you know, we as women often feel really cornered to do what they want. In order for them to just, like, go away or just, just, just like, get it over with. You know what I mean? And that's really fucked up to me. Um, You know, I've had my own instances where I've been cornered to give a man his number. And I've been so afraid because I don't know what this man is capable of. And it's usually men that are bigger than me and taller than me muscular than me and older than me. And there's been so many fucking horror stories of women saying no respectfully and then they fucking end up in the fucking hospital or they fucking end up being harassed. And you know, I've had so many moments because, you know, now I'm growing into my looks. I have a little body, a little body. I have a big ass body, you know, and I attract people um usually on a daily basis. So it's it's kind of like not it's common. For me to get cat called or for someone to corner me in order for me to give them the number. Obviously, I would I not talk to that person. I would I block the number if they called or texted. Whatever. But this guy in New York, right? We were having a conversation. He was like, I really don't want a relationship. I want to be friends. We need to stop having the phone sex. I'm like, yes, I want to stop having the phone sex because I felt like he was stringing me along. And then not even like a week later... We have fucking phone sex, and I will never fucking forget. I sat there on my fucking bed, you know, pussy out. I felt so disgusting. I felt truly disgusting, and I felt used that's that's the moment, and that's a feeling I would never forget and it just sucked you know it really did suck and then he tried to act apologetic for it and whatnot and I'm like but this is something that you said you didn't want even though I never really wanted this in the first place and then he went ahead and initiated anyways and you know me being me I felt like oh my god you know he wants me I have to do this even though deep down I don't want to and I remember I felt so fucking disgusting and it was the one of the worst feelings I've ever experienced in my life, you know and ah, it, it was such a bad experience dating and meeting people, situations, okay, situationships as a whole just fucking sucks bro, it fucking sucks, I'm gonna take a sip of my ginger ale I've been feeling really fucking gassy all week like my stomach has been fucking me up for some time now <laughs> So dating is very fucking tricky, especially as a young person. And, you know, everyone says your 20s is going to be one of the hardest periods in your life. And being a woman, we're going to go through a second puberty in our 20s. Um, I'm pretty sure you guys have heard this before. And, oh my God, dating apps? Let's talk about dating apps. People are so fucking unserious, it's not even... Sometimes it's not even fucking funny, you know? Like, today, I downloaded Bumble again. Bumble is not that bad. And I downloaded other things. No, I'm not looking for another relationship. I am very much still fully in love with my ex. And it feels like if I talk to another person or if I engage in anything romantic or sexual with another person... I'm still I still feel like I'm cheating on my man who's not my man anymore you know what I mean plus you know I have so many things I have to focus on right now I I have a lot of things at stake um this year I just you know I just can't be in a relationship I can't do any hookups I just can't do any of that you know so I'm solely on these apps for like friendships and you know I want new girlfriends I want to start going out having girls night having more friends the men that fucking flocked in my fucking, you know, DMs and messages And you know, I get it. I'm attractive. I'm pretty. I have big boobs. I have a body, you know, I have a good smile. Of course I'm gonna attract attention. But it's like men can be so embarrassingly bold in your fucking messages for this one one guy today. He swiped up on my profile. First thing he said to me was bae. I'm like, be fucking for real. And then, you know, the second thing he said was, you deserve head. And, you know, I'm, like, laughing. I'm like, LMAO. L-M- F- L- M- <laughs> and then I'm like, how the fuck can you give me head if you're... Because this guy was in um, Ont- Ontario or something like that. And he was like... I, he said some shit, and they're like, I'm texting you with one hand right now. He's like, join me. I'm like, I've had enough for today. I, and it's so hard to take men so fucking seriously, because they're unserious themselves. I don't even think men take themselves seriously, honestly. Um, I really do not believe that they take themselves seriously, and it's sad. And, and that's what makes dating so fucking hard no one is like if you don't take yourself seriously what makes you think you can take the other person seriously what makes you think you can handle another person because I'm gonna keep it a bean after you know self-reflecting and look at the past relationship with my ex leaving me after making promises that he'll stay he'll fight with me whatnot not even him can fucking handle me no nigga and no bitch can fucking handle me no one the closest, and I think that's why I love him so much and that's why I'm holding him so dear to my heart he was like the closest person that could handle me because I put him through the fucking ringer I did I stressed that nigga out as much as he stressed me out and you know of course he got to his stepping point and he couldn't do it anymore He he wanted better for the both of us and he wanted us to heal but separately I get that but it's just like even him like he can't fucking handle me because like if you really love someone you'd be able to go through the deepest of the fucking trenches ever with this person and i, I don't and i don't want to paint him in a bad light you know some things eventually have to come to an end i have to accept the fact that it ended and you know and i have to accept the uncertainty whether or not we'll get back together or not which right now it looks like we're not which is You know, unfortunately, it's going to have to be fine. It's going to have to be what it is. But even till the end, he couldn't handle me. So I'm like, if he can't handle me till the end, what what makes any other fucking nigga think he can handle me? I can't even handle my damn self. And especially in friendship. There are some people who can't fucking handle me um, because I am batshit fucking crazy And I'm so mentally ill, you know. For 20 fucking years, I've been undiagnosed. You know, I'm a pothead. I'm a fucking alcoholic. I have anger issues. I have trauma. I am violent. I'll punch a nigga dead in his fucking face. And my ex partner, shit, I probably shouldn't say this because, like, you know, I am not abusive. I am not you no, know, I hit people but it's not like I'm doing it as like an ill malicious intent. But you know, in this moment I was having a BBT meltdown, you know, I trigger warning, I was going to commit suicide. He came over and he tried to like, you know, take the things away from me and I I attacked him on the ground and I started punching him in the face. <laughs> I started like throwing punches at him and you know, uh oh, another core memory and he took my punches. So, you know, that's why I'm like you couldn't really stick it out to the end. But, you know, I get it. I get it. I, I fucking get it. That's another example of how people... No one can fucking handle me. And you know what? I have to come to the fact that that's, gonna, that's okay. I don't want anyone to fucking handle me. But I do want to learn how to handle myself. Because, like you know, you know when it gets bad... When you get to a point when you can't even handle your own self. And, you know, then you have to, like, take a step back, go into hermit mode and just work on yourself, you know. And it's like, you know, it's 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 funny to me when, you know, Philly niggas or any nigga from any other state. They try to holler at you, you know, with their with their. Funny, quote unquote pick up lines thinking they're so fucking um creative or you know off the bat being bold and sexually advanced I just laugh I laugh I don't so like I don't take dating seriously anymore I just think it's so overrated is overrated the correct term it's just it's not appealing to me anymore, especially after I lost my first love. And there's a big possibility that I will never be able to reunite with him again. Because he's he will grow to resent me or hate me and regret the relationship, you know. So it's like after that I am not interested in anybody else. And you know, I feel like things will fucking change eventually change in a couple months or a few months because what they say is... What, what did they say? You move on in the time period that it took. Like, half of the time, spirit, um, time period that you spent with this person for, you know. In this case, I spent a year with this person. So, it will take me six months to heal and get over it, you know. I First of all, I'm like six fucking months. Why the fuck is it that long? Nigga, I want to get over this and now. I want to get over it now. But, obviously, that's not... That's not logical. That's not, like, ideal. So. And I've always felt this way, too. You know, it's just. I feel like as women, we are expected to put ourselves out there to find a man and be what that man wants us to be. And this is what men expect of us, too. And it's really fucked up because, like, I if I don't want to fucking date for the rest of my fucking life, that is my right. That is my birthright. Fuck you. That is my fucking birthright. That is my right until the day I fucking die. And even after I fucking die and wherever the fuck my soul fucking ends up. That's still going to fucking apply to me in the afterlife. I get to choose where the source of my happiness comes from. And I feel like a lot of people, myself included, we date in order to feel a sense of happiness and joy, and we expect the other person to give that to us, when really, you know, that is it's not ideal. It's not. And I wanna be that girl that, and you know, this is something my mom has said to me too. You don't wanna be a woman or a girl who wants or who needs a man. We do not need men. And that is, you know, that is that's that's a mindset I'm still trying to, you know, put myself in. You know, you can want a man, but you don't you don't need him. You can find that source, of source, <laughs> you can find that source of happiness, joy, peace, prosperity in your own damn self. Because whatever the fuck a nigga can do, think he can do for you, you can do for your fucking self. And I think that's that is very empowering and I want people to whoever's listening right now I hope that resonates with you and I hope you take what I said especially if you're in a similar situation you know it's gonna be okay we're gonna be all right and like you know for me um it may not feel like it will be all right it'll probably take fucking ages for us to be okay but eventually we're all going to be okay and I have to tell myself right now I'm gonna be okay And, you know, that nigga will fucking call you. This nigga will probably fucking call me. And hopefully when that happens, you and I will be in a space where we'll just say, hey, how you doing? Okay. And you'll be fucking fine. You'll be able to see the things that remind you of them and not feel hurt anymore. Or each time when you think about it, you don't feel anything anymore except for, like, gratitude and just, yeah, we had a good relationship and it doesn't eat you and eat you inside and it doesn't feel like a burden it doesn't feel like guilt it doesn't feel heartbroken you know what i mean and it's, this goes for everyone that's going through healing or going through a similar situation or whatnot it's you know and you know i to my ex as well i acknowledge that he has experienced some loss he will never find another girl like me another woman like me because I tend to make changes in a lot of people's lives and impacts without me even fucking knowing. And like just the fact alone that I'm the only person that can get under his skin. Because I'm he's the only person he'll even attempt to argue with. And I know that because he, he loves me. And I don't know if I said this in past episodes, but as Robin's mama said when you release people when there's, when there's no like no longer a time for them to be in your life in that moment you release them and you release them with love and you wish them well and now I'm a very aggressive person i can say really nasty things when i'm triggered angry whatever um and i just want to put it out there to the universe that I release my partner with love and hopefully you know we reunite in some way if not that's okay I don't want to keep holding on to that or hoping but I release him with love I will forever love this person but now is the time for me to love myself you know and just be careful you know when it comes to dating don't Sporadically date other people just to find something that's missing in your life. That's not the way to do things, you know. If you feel like you're missing something, that's something that you need to self reflect on and go inside inwards and work on yourself. And that's very scary because it is very scary, especially when you're already a very self aware person like I am. It'll feel impossible, and that's okay. We have to do the things that seem impossible and seem The most uncomfortable in order to see results. And I know I rambled on for like 50 minutes. Probably none of this made any fucking sense. I hope I stuck to the fucking topic well. Um moral of the story is dating is very tiresome. Especially in 2023, and especially within our age range. Um my nose is... Oh my nose gets randomly stuffed. Um, I I know like when I talk I sound like really nasally. I fucking hate it. I think there's something wrong with my nose or my nostrils. Anyways, dating just feels so. It makes you not want to fucking date people, honestly. Especially if you're in, you're in Philly like me, it sucks. But when you do find that person, hold on to them for as long as you can, and just know that person was meant to be in your life whether or not they leave shortly after or not there is i believe in true and real love no matter how difficult it seems to be in relationships right now or to find people and you feel like you'll never find a person you'll never find um a stable sustainable relationship Real and true love exists. It does, and I can say that because I've experienced that just now, and I'm still experiencing for experiencing it. I can't fucking fake. It exists, and I really hope that you guys will experience that as well and experiences true love, because like it's a great feeling, especially when you have your ugly moments. The ugly moments don't seem as bad when you are truly in love with that person. So, thank you for hanging out with me for 50 minutes. Um, this is going to be published as soon as I'm finished recording. I'll see you guys next Friday. I'll think of another topic. I'll probably go back to the whole mental health topic that I was going to talk about this week. Um, and I really hope what I said made sense. I know, you know, I usually talk out of my fucking ass all the time. And some things I say don't make, doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm getting better at speaking, you know, having more of a bro- a podcast conversation, whatever. I don't know. And I will end this episode with peace and light and love for you all. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I'll see you guys next Friday. Bye.